Missouri's 2020 Democratic presidential primary is in the books, and the result is a resounding victory for former Vice President Joe Biden. Biden won the state with over 60 percent of the vote compared to 34 percent of the vote for Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. So how did this happen? On the latest edition of Politically Speaking, we talk with St. Louis Public Radio's Julie O'Donohue and Joe Manis about Biden's big victory. We also look at how Biden could affect Missouri Democratic chances in November. Let's hit the music. This is the Politically Speaking podcast, the definitive show about Missouri politics. It's a little complicated in Bolivar because there is a Parsons family there. But we also knew that it was important to make sure that that we got to where we needed to go. You know if you walk in a room and you're getting ready to make a decision and everybody in the room looks like you, you need to stop. And right now what happens in the United States Senate is as critical as anywhere else in the country. I really want the state to succeed. Well, we want everybody to uh, know that we're all working together. I just worked hard to try to build my name where I didn't have the money. And welcome to Politically Speaking. I'm your host, St. Louis Public Radio political correspondent Jason Rosenbaum. Joining me in studio today is... Joe Manis. And joining us remotely is my co-host for the show, returning for the first time since... Uh, her honeymoon in Paris. <laughs> Julie O'Donoghue. First of all, Julie, congratulations on on your, you. your wedding, and we're glad to have you back. Um, today we're going to be talking about the 2020 Missouri Democratic presidential primary and how former Vice President Joe Biden won a resounding victory in the Show Me State. Uh, for people that don't know, Biden won a little over 60 percent of the vote compared to 34 percent for Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. Uh, the, the delegate count is not official yet, but according to an unofficial count from the Missouri Democratic Party, 44 delegates will go to Biden and 24 delegates will go to Sanders. I'm going to start off with a pretty simple question to both of you, and I'll start with Julie. Were you surprised by this result? Uh, I wasn't surprised. I mean, I think uh, we know, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but Joe Mentum has been building uh, a little bit. And I also think, I, you know, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a little bit of a different situation than 2016 because there isn't both a competitive Republican primary and Democratic primary, both on the ballot at the same time. So I think there might be some... Um, for lack of a better word, swing voters who are probably participating, who maybe participated in the Republican primary in 2016. And those people might be more centrist than than maybe we saw before. I wasn't surprised either, especially after I talked to election officials in the city and county on Friday. And they and the numbers they were giving me showed that the absentee voting in the city and county were just slightly above what had happened in 2016. Now, what's significant is, as Julie just mentioned, there was really no uh, competition on the Republican side. So that, so the expectation, which turned out to be true, was that virtually all of those votes were cast by Democrats or people who were participating in the Democratic primary, which means, A, that the Democrats were energized— um, much more than in 2016, because basically, if you if you compare apples to apples, the Democratic turnout this time is way bigger than the Democratic turnout in 2016. So you've got that the energized Democrats, 
And I have been believing for a while that if the turnout was high, that would help Biden because Sanders has a devoted following. Those uh, supporters were going to show up no matter what. So if turnout was lower, as actually actually in, in, in 2016, it wasn't uh, outrageous on the Democratic side, then that would mean that his people were the, were, were the larger block of the votes. When you've got a larger pool, got more people running to the polls based on what's been happening in other states, it looked like it was Biden's to lose. To just uh, put the exclamation point on how big this victory was, in 2016, Sanders only lost to Hillary Clinton by less than 2,000 votes. This time around, Sanders lost every single county in Missouri, and Biden won decisively in urban areas, suburban areas, and rural areas. And maybe I'm being a bit myopic here because I'm a Missouri politics guy, and I think that Missouri is the most important state in the world. But I feel like Sanders losing so badly here is is almost as devastating as him losing Michigan. Because if he could not prove that he could replicate his performance in 2016 in a state he almost won, then he's not going to win Illinois, he's not going to win Ohio, and he's certainly not going to win Florida. Uh, Julie, what do you think about that? Well, I think in Missouri and other states that Biden's done so well in the Midwest in particular, like bodes pretty well for his campaign. I think there is some thought that he is picking up some white working class voters that maybe Hillary Clinton couldn't pick up. Um, I I guess uh, that remains to be seen uh, in a general election when he's up against Trump. You know, being up against Bernie is uh, is different than being up against Trump. Although I would say not to get too in the weeds, but sometimes there is some crossover between some Bernie voters and Trump voters. I know people don't like to think that, but that's not necessarily uh, the case. And I don't know. I mean, Missouri followed is following national national trends. Um, I thought it was interesting in particular, uh, Jason, that you pointed out that Bernie didn't even win what I assume is an area where there are a lot of younger voters, which is Columbia, Missouri. No, correct? He, he lost Boone County to Biden by about six percentage points in 2006. Oh, right. in two, That's what I meant to say. Yeah, but that's where Did Columbia is. No, oh, okay. you, you got it right. Well, that's okay. what shocked me the most. <laughs> that's what that's what did shock me. The fact that Bernie couldn't carry Boone County and all those Mizzou uh, students, that to me is a sign that he's not getting his people out. So let's break this down a little bit further about why Biden won so big. Uh, One theory that I have kind of dovetails with the clip I'm about to play of Biden talking in St. Louis last Saturday, and that's the field of Democratic candidates constricted very rapidly, and most of the people that dropped out endorsed Biden, and therefore it stands to reason that many of their supporters supported Biden. This is Biden himself talking about this phenomenon in St. Louis on Saturday. If you want a nominee to beat Donald Trump, keep the House of Representatives, win back the United States Senate, join us. And by the way, to all of Amy's folks, to all of Pete's folks, to all of Kamala's folks, to all the folks who have Beto's folks, I tell you what, what a gigantic difference is made. We're going to unite this party and unite this country. And one person in particular who, who clearly went from one candidate to Biden is St. Louis resident 
Melissa Grizzle. And Grizzle was at a Biden event on Tuesday and explained why she decided to gravitate toward the former vice president's camp. The vice president has been um, such an empathetic figure for decades. So, you know, I've known who Joe Biden is since I was in middle school, and he has never wavered from his commitment for people that are, you know, fighting the fights of everyday Americans. Now, uh, Joe, I I think it's pretty clear from people that follow me is I don't really like Missouri polling. I think most of the polls that go through Missouri are straight up garbage. But in some public polls that I saw before the constriction, I saw I saw candidates like Buttigieg and Warren and Klobuchar getting like eight to 10 percent of the vote. Well, let's just say that that was true. It stands to reason that most of those people probably went to Biden and that the constriction had to have helped Biden's case here. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. And I think um, I'm going to add something here. Warren's departure, I think, overall um, probably helps Biden, even though on many uh, issues she may have been considered closer to Bernie. The fact that on TV she uh, praises Biden's character and blasts some of Bernie's supporters and some of the um, uh, harassment she believes she's gotten on the Internet uh, that's reflective, I think, of women being a little, I would say as a block, if you look at um, uh, Bernie Sanders' support, I would not be surprised if it was a little more uh, male than female. And I think some of uh, Warren's uh, female supporters switched to Biden. I mean, because they've looked on the exit polls, not just here, but in other states. And Biden's edge among women was huge. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong or good or bad. I'm just saying these are the facts. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the next few months. But, of course, Sanders, we're recording this on Wednesday, and Sanders had a press conference a little bit ago and said he's staying in the race. So we'll see what happens. Julie, what do you think about the constriction of the field helping Biden in Missouri? Well, I think that had to have helped him in Missouri. I I hate to come back to this, but I'm going to come back to it anyways. You know, if you are a person who perhaps is not a fan of Donald Trump, in 2016, you might have voted in the Republican primary in Missouri for one of the other candidates running against Trump at that time. Like Ted Cruz, for example. Correct. Right. But if you are like a never Trumper in 2020 you probably might vote in the Democratic primary. And whether it's fair or not, the storyline is that Joe Biden is the stronger candidate to beat Trump uh, in the fall. So you might be motivated to vote for him. And I think maybe if you thought some of those other candidates were good options, uh, you know, whether you like the former vice president or not, he may be the person that you just held your nose for and voted for. In fact, Julie, that kind of dovetails to our next clip very nicely. And this is St. Louis Alderman Jack Coder talking about one of the reasons he decided to support Biden after originally kind of staying out of the primary was because he felt that Biden is going to be a boon for Missouri Democrats in November. Here is Alderman Coder. We have a lot of down ballot races. Uh, I think the one that's on the top of everyone's mind uh, from the Democratic side is is Nicole Galloway running for governor. Uh, 
if Joe Biden can narrow that gap and, and, and lose Missouri by way less than 19 points, that helps Nicole in a big way uh, and could put her in the governor's mansion. Julie, obviously we, obviously we follow state politics a little bit more closely than federal politics. Uh, what do you make of Coder's statement that Biden, even if he may lose Missouri, may be better for down-ballot candidates like Galloway than Bernie Sanders? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's certainly what the Democrats believe. And I also think, you know, I've talked to some people who are Republicans in the state who also think that Joe Biden will not lose by 19 points uh, against Trump in Missouri. I mean, I think there might be, whether it's public or not, some universal acknowledgement that <laughs> that that Senator Biden might or yeah, Senator Biden might perform better than um, Hillary Clinton did in Missouri in 2020 if he is indeed the candidate. But I think that the type of voters that Nicole Galloway has to capture if she's going to have a chance at beating the governor uh, are probably the type of people who are more comfortable with Biden than with Bernie. I'm sure there are some people who disagree with me on that front. But, um, you know, the fact of the matter is young voters, the type of voters that Bernie excites, Either there aren't a lot of them or they're they're just not showing up at the polls. It's it's kind of hard to tell. I'm sure there's some deep data analysis on that. But I, I'm not sure that those are the type of people, if they're not showing up now, I'm not sure they're going to show up and vote in the governor's race in November. Unfortunately, there's less attention placed on statewide election elections than there is on national elections, for whatever reason. Joe, what do you think about Carter's statement about Biden being a better down-ballot presence in November? Yeah, I think what Democrats see him as is somebody, okay, somebody comforting, somebody who's not considered controversial, despite his missteps or gaffes. Those are kind of part of his character. I mean, you and I have both covered him when he said crazy things. For many of his supporters, or even those who aren't, they, a lot of his quirks are cooked in, um, and they still see him as a more lovable figure than uh, the president. So for people, other people running for office, I think they just feel that it's going to be more difficult for the Republicans to play him as a socialist, which may or may not be true. The Republicans will be attacking him on other stuff, but I think uh, pol- Democratic politicians like Kodar think that overall— he will not hurt the ticket and might help the ticket. And as we've all said a gazillion times, if um, Donald Trump had not carried the state by almost 19 points in 2016, we would have a Democratic governor. We'll be right back after this break with more analysis of the 2020 Democratic presidential primary. And we're back on Politically Speaking discussing the results of the 2020 Democratic presidential primary in Missouri. So as I mentioned on the outset, Biden won everywhere. So he won in suburban areas, rural areas, and urban areas. But one of the things that I was really hammering home is that whoever won the African-American vote would probably win the primary decisively. And from looking at numbers in the city of St. Louis, Biden won some majority African-American wards in the city by upwards of almost 75 percentage points. And I'm going to play a clip now from Missouri Democratic Party Secretary Daryl Gray about why he felt that type of result occurred on Tuesday night. Number one at the top of that list would have to be 
Vice President Biden was the vice president for President Barack Obama. I don't care what anybody says, that's at the top of the list. But I think that you'll find that uh, black voters, particularly older black voters, uh, black female voters, very loyal to the party, uh, they're going to be more the traditionalists. And you'll find that many within that category are moderate as well. They're not the progressive Sanders supporters. They are the moderate traditional supporters. And Joe Biden fits that. Julie, this phenomenon that we're seeing of black voters voting for Biden is not relegated to Missouri. We've seen it in South Carolina, in Virginia, in Mississippi, in Alabama. Uh, What do you make of Gray's comments? And do you think that they kind of make sense about why Biden is doing so well with African-Americans? I think so. I mean, I think that older voters, black or white, you know, probably are more likely to have a negative association with socialism, which Senator Sanders identifies as a Democratic socialist. So, you know, that probably is more of a turnoff for people who are older than people who are maybe in their 20s. Uh, I don't I don't care what your race is on that front. You know, I don't I think that there is also some evidence uh, in the black community that uh, at least in South Carolina, where they were talking to black voters all the time, that black voters were mostly concerned about someone who they thought could be President Trump. And again, whether it's fair or not, there seems to be a perception that Vice President Biden is a stronger candidate against President Trump than Bernie Sanders is. I do want to add one thing that's kind of a little bit of a diversion. You know, when I was at Lincoln Days, it was when Bernie was sort of like running real hot. And uh, the Republicans were almost astonished and also kind of excited, like gleeful about the fact that the Democrats were about to nominate someone who identifies as a socialist. Mm -hmm. Senator Sanders identifies as a Democratic socialist. So. At the time, they were like sort of astonished that the Democrats were going to even do something like that. So I, I don't think um, I think that there's some agreement across the board that maybe Senator Sanders is not as strong of a candidate as Vice President Biden. I, I know there are some Sanders supporters who are going to say that's unfair, um, but at least some people seem to think that. One thing I thought was particularly interesting is when Bernie Sanders um, uh, rolled out um Jesse Jackson's endorsement just a day or two before the primary in Michigan. Um, A little over 30 years ago, when Jesse Jackson ran for president in Missouri, um, his tallies in uh, African-American neighborhoods in the city were huge. I mean, it was over 90 percent. So it was interesting because he is considered an icon that when he came out uh, supporting uh, Bernie Sanders, that it really did not affect Biden's momentum at all. It's like um, uh, Representative Clyburn from uh, South Carolina, who kind of started this momentum going. Uh, People are listening. African-American voters, many of them are listening to him. And it was they're They're looking towards getting rid of Trump. And they were not um, paying attention to um, Jesse Jackson. The fact that um, Biden carried Michigan by a pretty comfortable margin to me tells a story that the uh, many in the African-American community have decided that Biden is the guy and they're going to try to um, to defeat Trump. And they think he's the man to do it. Now, I think it's pretty fair to say and things could happen 
at, in the future. I think Biden is going to be the nominee for the, the for the Democrats in the fall. But I do think that there are some hurdles the Democrats need to get over before that primary is over. One of them is that exit polls have showed that young people were voting for Sanders overwhelmingly over Biden. And that includes people like Rich Lewis, who was at a Bernie Sanders rally on Monday. Every single person I know has been affected in some way by, I think, failures of the American state. Uh, My friends are without insurance. Uh, My sister's adopted. Um, from Guatemala and people under the Trump administration, adopted citizens have been deported. Uh, It's a huge issue for me. Uh, I'm ready to see some real positive change in this country. And I think one of the challenges for for Biden is to convince people like Lewis and like the next clip I'm about to play from Brendan Zebarth that they should vote for Democrats in the general election. Uh, Zebarth had this to say when asked by St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman about voting in the general election. In a swing state like Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Florida, Ohio, one of these states, I am absolutely going to do my best to encourage every Bernie supporter to at least choose the lesser of two evils and vote for Biden. But in a state in which Trump has the Electoral College locked up, To me, I think people should make a personal decision whether they want to cast a protest vote. That's their decision to make. So I mentioned on the outset, I don't think uh, Trump is going to lose Missouri. I think he'll win Missouri pretty decisively, whether it be by 10 percentage points or 20 percentage points. But Uh, I mentioned could be less. But I mentioned before that it has to be less for people like Galloway. And for other Democrats like Jill Shoup in order to win. I don't see any scenario where Trump wins again by 20 points and Galloway wins, Shoup wins, or any state legislative candidate wins. Well, absolutely. Although what I've been saying, I've been broken record on this for months, is that a key problem for the Missouri Democrats is that they really don't have hardly any well-known candidates below Galloway running for statewide office. I think they need to beef up their ticket. It's almost too late, but they need to beef up that statewide ticket. Um, one one of the messages for Jill Shoup from yesterday, if you look at some of the numbers I saw overnight, is that Biden's edge, like in the among Democrats in the second district, was huge, and that might give uh, Shoup some hope if Trump doesn't carry the state by too much. Let's say he only carries the state by eight or something like that. You know, Shoup could pull it off and de- defeat. Republican incumbent Ann Wagner. So I think that's what they're they're looking at is these subsections and and uh, what can help and what can hurt. But the state Democrats really need to do their part. Here is Gray again about the prospects of reconciliation between the Biden camp and the Sanders camp. That energetic, encouraged uh, group of progressives, I'd rather have them with me than to stay at home, not necessarily against me, but to stay at home. Um, hopefully the lesson was learned from 2016. Even though Hillary won the popular vote by three million votes, it was still lukewarm among progressives and, and black community. And, the, and I, li- I like to think by looking at it that they're trying not to make that mistake. So, Julie, do you think that Democrats can avoid a repeat of 2016 where it was pretty clear that the Sanders camp and the Hillary Clinton camp did not reconcile to the extent that they needed to in time for the general election. 
Yeah, I think definitely there are going to be some Bernie voters who move over to Joe Biden. Once Joe Biden has the nation locked up, which I agree with you, Jason, I think is likely to happen. He's going to be the nominee. I mean, I think once it really sinks in for people that there is a it sinks in for progressives that there is a threat that Donald Trump could be the president for another four years. I think some of those Bernie people are going to hold their nose and vote for Joe Biden. I mean, I could be wrong, and maybe Bernie voters will stay home and, and won't support Biden, assuming he's the nominee. But, uh, that you know, I tend to think that some a lot of people are going to hold their nose and vote for him when they're faced with the choice between Biden and Trump and staying home. Uh, but, you know, we also have a lot of things that haven't um, played out yet that are going on right now. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with coronavirus. Uh, the coronavirus situation could send us into a recession, which is certainly not good for the sitting president. So there could be a lot of other factors uh, in in this scenario by the time we reach November. Uh, before we depart for the week, what are your final takeaways from this primary? I'll start with you, Julie. I mean, I'm just surprised. I want to say just beyond Missouri, like how strong Joe Biden performed in Missouri as well. But um, I think to go back to what we were talking about earlier about Boone County, I mean, that's just sort of really surprising because as as we mentioned at the top of the show, I, I have been on my honeymoon. I mean, I left for my honeymoon and it was like Bernie was looking like he was going to be the Democratic nominee. And within like a little over a week, that is completely changed. So, you know, it's 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 sort of surprising to me. Joe, what are your final thoughts? Well, I think, A, this whole primary business of the last couple of weeks, I think, has shown how important the African-American vote is in the Democratic primary and how increasingly the leadership is recognizing that. And so the actually the African-American voters in the Democrats Dick Fold are kind of leading the way on this. Two, it could be that some of the young voters have followed the uh, mantra, any blue will do. And so they may not have come out for the primary, but they'll come out for the general and vote for whoever the Democrat is, or at least that's the hope of the Democratic leaders. Uh, my final thought is that ever since the rapper Juvenile performed for Tom Steyer, uh, Joe Biden has won everything. <laughs> So I don't I, I, I don't know. I, you could argue that correlation doesn't equal causation there. But I think uh, the New Orleans uh, legendary rapper clearly changed the trajectory of that race. On that completely serious note, I want to thank both Joe, Joe and Julie for talking to me about the presidential contest. For all of our stories, stlpublicradio.org. Follow me on Twitter at Jay Rosenbaum. How can people follow you on Twitter, Julie? At J.S. O'Donohue. How can people follow you on Twitter, Joe? At J. Manis. That's J-M-A-N-N-I-E-S. We'll be back next time. Until then, so long. Can't do nothing but love, fresh, huh? You won't know what we gonna do next, huh?